Perfect timing, Colton. What's up? Special guest Colton Westbrook on Westboro's today to hear give us to give us his insights on on the on the big game that just went down the 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 bowl the the the, the clash of champions. Colton, what's your take? Colton, what's your take on the Super Bowl? My take. Yeah. My take is that. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup won because the Bengals obviously couldn't stop them. That's an astute observation and, and actually quite accurate. So thank you for your opinion, Colton. Um, this is why we yeah, pay you the big bucks. That's my take. Certainly yep, wasn't wrong. Go. That's that's for sure. Exactly. I, I had hope. I had hope in Joe Burrow, McLean. I had hope in our cigar-smoking friend, but alas, twas not meant to be. Matthew Stafford, though, big ups to the man. Threw off the curse of the Detroit Lions. Let them off the hook. That's a uh, no small feat. Matthew Stafford spent 10 years on the Lions. Just absolutely, well, I think it was more than that. Just absolutely the worst, the worst team in the NFL. Just year after year, just suffering through mediocrity at best. Uh, occasionally they'd make a playoff appearance and immediately lose. First year with the Rams goes and wins the Super Bowl. Okay. I know, McLean, it that is on this that. note, it is on this note, that I would like to present to you my uh, my compelling case to being for being a Lions fan. Now, Jake, you've you mentioned this. Um, I, I gotta tell you, I'm not I'm not necessarily uh, excited at at the mention the the prospect. Think this about idea. this. Sit it doesn't down. Really get me going. Sit down. You know, but I'm, I'm, just I'm willing to hear you. Out. I'm willing to hear you out. All okay? right. Listen. Okay. okay. First of all, this is like squatting on vacant property. Nobody else is there. You want to be you want to be a fan of a team that literally nobody else is a fan of. Lions, baby. Even even if you're a fan of like the Browns, they, they'll have a season where they're like, oh, we're getting better, and suddenly there's bandwagon fans. You don't have to worry Which about that with the Lions. For just one season, they they suck afterwards. Yes, yes. Nobody's coming after your spot as a Lions fan. There's, you're not going to have to deal with your embarrassing fellow fans, you know, bandwagoners. You don't have to worry about getting a bad reputation as a Lions fan because nobody cares. You're a man alone on an island. So it's, it's really, it's free real estate, man. Second of all, history. They're one of the original NFL teams. They go way back. They're, they're always the underdogs. You got that I mean, going it's for bad you. history, but there it is history. Exactly. You'll never be disappointed in the Lions because you will never have expectations. You're never going to have a day where you're like, oh man, I thought that game was going to go one way, but then they lost. It's like, no, you assumed they were going to lose. You can only be pleasantly like, wow, surprised by the Lions. We we only lost by a few touchdowns this time. Aaron Rodgers only took some of our souls. No, you will only be pleasantly surprised because you'll never actually be invested because you know they're going to lose. It's true. I mean, exactly. you got me there. And, and my, my, the, to seal the deal, Thanksgiving tradition, baby. Mm. Right, if Thanksgiving's my holiday, then the Lions are my team. Your, your, I'm, team, I'm your team is playing on Thanksgiving. That is true. I mean, they're, they're you got me there, Thanksgiving Jake. You're, you're presenting the compelling case. Um, however, counterpoint, uh, Jared Goff. Oh, I know, McLean. I know, I know. And literally anything you say to condemn the Lions is only going to bolster my case. Imagine, McLean. John <laughs> Madden. The, the, the Silver Dome, Pontiac, Michigan, all of those turduckens that John hmm. carved up for an audience. It, the history, man. The Thanksgiving ties. At the Lions okay. are my team, baby. I'm on board. Jake, you have, Jake, you have not convinced me, but I'm, I'm, it sounds I've like convinced you've convinced yourself. Myself. 
I've convinced yeah. myself. I wanted mm. to go with the Browns, right? Just because I want to find the worst team and be a fan of that. But even the Browns got bandwagon fans. Going Browns got here, good so. eventually. I mean, the Jets have not been good since their Super Bowl victory. Uh, well, but I mean, they at they least had uh, a Super Bowl true. victory. Those first, those first couple years with Mark Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez that was something. Please, the Sanchez. They beat, they beat the Patriots in the playoffs twice. Yeah, I know. Um. But for now, the Jets have been bad for a while. The Jaguars have been... They started out good their first couple years in existence. Now they've, they've sucked. And then they went to the AFC Championship game where they, they had a 10-point lead on the Patriots in the fourth quarter. They were, they were 15 minutes away from Super Bowl. Uh, that did not work out for them. And they have and, uh, not been good since. Right, then, of course, the, the lovable scamp Urban all, Meyer hey. yes, came in and, and turned that team around... Uh, <laughs> Lovable scamp Urban Meyer and his shenanigans. Look, big props to Matt Stafford. You know the Rams came back to you know won, won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, Rams, uh, you know, it leaves a little bit of a bad. L.A. Man, who likes L.A.? I don't like this whole mm. everybody's going I, I to California not, now thing. I, I yeah, that's the thing that bugged me. But about the Rams when they first moved back to L.A., it's like I don't like the city. And then of course they got the new uniforms. Well, this was after of course I had built up animosity for them in the two weeks between the 2019 uh, championship games and the Super Bowl uh, when they were playing the Patriots. But fortunately, the Patriots completely shut them down. They only scored three points in that Super Bowl. So I don't necessarily have anything personally against them, but they changed their uniforms. They, they got a new fancy stadium. And just overall, uh, they the g- give kids, me a bad vibe. You know, they're the rich kids. Don't like it. Don't like the whole L.A. A, thing. A, a sissy, effeminate vibe from them. Uh, Sean McVay had his get-back coach. A man whose job it was to, was to grab him on the sidelines and make sure he didn't run into referees or, or players. Uh, huh. I thought that was that was silly. But hey, uh, the, well, the good news is the good news is though, Jake, uh, the, the Twitter account Freezing Cold Takes, a pretty solid account at Old Takes Exposed, tweeted out uh, this Deadspin article from twenty from twenty twenty one, one year ago on February first at nine twenty a.m. Rob Parker wrote Rams fans after after Sam Bradford got traded to the Rams. He said, Rams fan, meet Stat Padford. It's not a typo. That's who he really is. Uh, he says, well, let me try to work this. He says he's great at putting up numbers when it matters least. Pump the brakes in La La Land. And this was this was something people kind of said about uh, Matt Stafford was the Stat Padford. He, he puts up numbers, but it doesn't matter. He garbage time. Uh, of course, freezing cold takes his whole job is to retweet these old football takes when they become cold. And now that he's a Super Bowl champion, got they've they've exposed Rob Parker here. And I replied to the tweet saying, "Hey man, I was rooting for the Bengals win, but I can always get behind a Rob Parker L." You remember, of course, as we talked about Rob Parker earlier this year with his Tom Brady hate. RG three was a cornball brother. All that, uh, yeah, all that yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I was Super say, Bowl MVP to- Cooper Cup could have been an Idaho State Bengal. He was offered only two by only two schools coming out of college, Eastern Washington and ISU. And he went with Eastern Washington because they were closer. So that is that's my lame claim to fame. We got Jared Allen went to Idaho State, and Cooper Cup almost went to Idaho State. Johnny Hecker of Oregon State uh, dropped that punt, but you know didn't end up mattering in the end. <laughs> Johnny Hecker did throw an interception in the Super Bowl. That is true, but. Was it an interception? Anyway, uh, ups to the Bengals. They went from being 1-12, the worst in the AFC, 
in two years to being the best in the AFC. I believe, so, it was, I believe there it was, you go. they were two. They were two and fourteen that year, I believe. And then they only won four games last year when Joe Burrow went out with an ACL tear. So they they came all the way back to the Super Bowl and. Man, everyone everyone was riding that Cincy bandwagon. They all wanted to see Joe Burrow shock the world. But sadly, it was not meant to be. But the good news is Matthew Stafford has redeemed himself and is now a Super Bowl champion and possible Hall of Famer. No, no, no. It's, that's that's ridiculous. Well, like, they'd stick him in just for surviving his years in Detroit, I would think. That is true. That's a feat in and of itself. He, he, did, not, he did not retire suddenly. Like uh, Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. Got any more hot Matthew sports Stafford? takes McLean? Like, what's, uh, uh what's, uh, just Rob saying Parker that Matthew Stafford, I don't Matthew Stafford now has You're as many my... Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron so. Rodgers. Why does everyone, everyone wants Aaron Rodgers to be the next greatest of all time? They, no, no, that. no. Everyone wanted him to be the next greatest of all time. Because at that, at that time, a couple seasons ago, the, the past couple seasons, um, and that's just a dumb phrase. Tom Brady was uh, was far and away the goat, but the only other like comparable quarterbacks were were like the younger ones. Aaron Rodgers was was doing really well. Unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers, he'd always choke in the playoffs, and the and the Packers would always lose. The good news is now everyone caught on after the Packers yet again lost in the playoffs to the Niners, and everyone goofs on Aaron Rodgers constantly now. And it's some degree undeserved the amount of hate he gets. But I'm all for it. I love it. I think it's hilarious. You can you can go on to any NFL meme page on Instagram, or you can you can uh, let's let's just go on the Explore page. Um, let's see if we can't find some Aaron Rodgers posts here to get you some good examples of these. Uh... Just gonna have to add a lot of silence here. Let's go. Plain, as long as we're on the topic of the NFL, I'll put pause on you, but guess what? John Toth has battled 350-pound nose tackles as an NFL center, but his new career as a male model has him lining up against a new opponent. Fat Phobia. Ooh, hold on. In the world of modeling, as well as acting, a model or actor in real life will look like a wide receiver, not a 6'5", 310-pound lineman. Since he started modeling, he's become somewhat of a body-sized icon with a meme going around the web globally. Toth, who was a four-year starter at the University of Kentucky before embarking on a pro career in 2017 that's included the Eagles, Jets, and the now-defunct XFL's DC Defenders and the Cleveland Browns earlier this year, spoke to Fox News about tackling a new gig. Also, by the way, is the XFL still a thing? Technically, yes. Uh, actually, Jake, there's been a lot of developments. The XFL almost merged with the Canadian Football League. The CFL said they didn't want any part of that. The XFL went dormant because of COVID, then Dwayne The Rock Johnson bought it with some other guys, and now I think they're trying to come back next year. But the United States Football League, with all the original teams, is coming back this spring. I'll keep an eye on that. Okay. I have not Okay, but real quick, here's an example. Uh, part of my take says... tweeted out, Matthew Stafford now has the same amount of Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. Uh, people... Uh, once Aaron Rodgers lost again in the playoffs, everyone just came together and decided to dunk on him. And and it's it's been it, it keeps going. People are like he only ever won one Super Bowl, and he's kind of he's kind of trash. And he won the MVP award, but everyone's like Brady should have won instead. The amount of hate he gets is not necessarily warranted, and it's that Twitter hate mob 
people on Twitter. But I think it's really funny, and I'm I'm glad that it's happening. McLean, I can't hear you. Why do you keep doing this? Why do you have AirPods? Get rid of them. That Throw those AirPods in the garbage cake. pods, okay? Oh, Just chuck them. Just get rid of them. Why do you have those? Awful. Second of all, Toth, I'm looking at a picture of him. Dude's not even anything other than straight-sized. I don't know why they can claim he's fighting bad phobia. This What's is, this this is sickening. John Toth. John Toth. Oh, yeah. Looking at the shirtless picture of him, not even the, not even the mid fat, not even the mid fat. Oh, he plays for the Commanders. Let's go, baby. Did I ever tell you about Joe Thomas? He played for uh, the Cleveland Browns, and he was, as you would expect a uh, NFL lineman to be, he was very very large. Uh, but he totally transformed after his retirement, and is now a very very muscly man, very trim. Everyone can relate to family members who just don't get them. But when you're plus size, side-handed comments from loved ones can make or break your self-confidence. In, in this panel at the CurvyCon 2019, experts and influencers share what they do when their family is fatphobic. Oh, it's a video. <laughs> what do you do when your family is fatphobic? Uh, I, I curl up and cry for a while. I tear up. I eat. That'll show them. That'll make them regret all those mean now, things behind, they said. When it comes to diet culture, not all bodies and races are treated equally because of the racist origins of fat phobia. I know, I was watching the NFL today, McLean, so I got a lot of education about racism because that's that's where uh, we need yes. to have these important conversations is in the world of sports. It's, it's football, Racism, you know? sports, goes hand in hand, McLean. This is the you perfect venue to talk about this. to sports. Black people have been at a disadvantage for centuries. Scientists in the late 1900s concluded health disparities among groups were the result of cultural deficits within those racial ethnic minority groups. Rather than coming up with less biased measurements or even recognizing the bias, most doctors continue to subscribe to the notion that black people's health problems are caused by obesity. According to, well, I mean, the, is the real that problem what's is going black on? people. Yeah, well, black people are disproportionately affected by the the, uh, the carbohydrates and sugar. It, it's, it's the same reason that uh, Native Americans have a problem with alcohol. It's like their bodies aren't used to that 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 the the, the, the presence of that in, in the system. So when you introduce it to them, it, it wipes them out real fast because they haven't built up to be immune to it. We introduce sugar to the black population, and they got these horrible rates of heart disease and obesity. What do you think's gonna happen? But it's racism. Sorry, it's racism. I think it's because bias. of uh, I think it's because of the fat phobia and racism. It's a double-edged sword. Those two working together. Ah, Yahoo News is the worst. There was something. Dang it. Well, never mind then. But yeah, fat phobia, racist origins. Sorry, I might want to let you know that. I, that tied back to the NFL somehow, but the video's gone. Was that? Is that it? I thought there was. I thought there was going to be more. Well, I have found. I have found it. Twitter account? What is this? Uh huh. I, I found a Twitter account called at Fatphobia Watch, keeping track of modern oh. fatphobia. <laughs> always, call always got to keep a watch for that. Call them out Fatphobia when they see it. Um. Someone's got to keep track of modern fatphobia. Apparently, um. most of what they do is watch shows on Netflix and call out fatphobic scenes. Uh, here's, here's a quick thread on fatphobic and unnecessary scenes in the yeah. Netflix show Never Have I Ever. 
Here's a scene where Looks a guy's like they have about a... 12 tweets, so at uh, Fatphobia Watch didn't quite take off. Uh, well, they did say. Don't, don't I was, think I was I expecting there. About, don't think I forgot about fatphobic a holes. Hashtag Black Lives Matter is a priority, but I'll be back. And on Thanksgiving, they tweeted Happy Turkey oh, Day okay, to fat so they... people. I love you. Sounds like they had to step away from their fat phobia to go fight the racists instead. Yeah, yeah look, duty called, man, duty called. The alarm yeah, went yeah, priorities, priorities. Yes, yes, it's, yes. It seems like their following hasn't quite ballooned, hasn't quite swelled up, just grown, you know, expanded like I, I was expecting it to. <laughs> no. It's just, they've got a straight-sized amount of followers for sure. Good housekeeping. I think we covered before uh, about uh, good housekeeping having, like, lost the plot somewhere along there. Oh, yeah. Throughout 2021. Did we read this on Westboros? Because I recognize this. Good housekeeping will be exploring how we think about weight, how we control and change our bodies. Anti-diet special report. I feel like I've read this already. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Good on uh, good housekeeping for keeping up the fight a lot of articles about the racial origins of fat phobia wow thank god frankly from the guardian.com diet advice and tiny seeds how to avoid 10 forms of fat phobia by everyone's favorite human virgie tovar hey let's go it we have not As covered virgie tovar very much on this show surprisingly I think we've hit the, you know, the best of. As a woman who refuses to diet, unapologetically wears short shorts and eats tiramisu, I've experienced and witnessed a lot of fat phobia. This is a form of bigotry that equates fatness with ugliness, inferiority, and immortality. Inferiority and immortality? Wait, what? Oh, immorality. I, I misread that. Sorry, folks. Immorality. I mean, gluttony was a, it was a sin in the Bible, but no, no, no. That's, that's, that's just you made that up. Uh, in my new book, You Have the Right to Remain Fat, I talk a lot about how being fat has shaped my life. How fat phobia has multiple dimensions. I can really only think of one. It's, uh, you know, the depth scale on the... You, know, you got the x-axis, the y-axis. That's the one that you're really stretching out is the oh wait no i'm getting it mixed up i was really bad at geometry never mind i talk a lot about how uh, it, it doesn't move outward from us to others it moves inward from our culture to ourselves white stigma leads to depression and anxiety decreased access to employment friendship and romantic opportunities and the sense that one is not welcome in the wider culture i did a bad thing to myself and now i'm facing consequences society man society um Hot Baby Hippo on Twitter here has just informed me. This is breaking news, Jake. Breaking news. Fitness culture is not about health. It is about the aesthetic of health. Fitness culture is not... It is about upholding thinness and gym bodies. It is not about individual health. Fitness culture is a safe space for fat phobia, anti-fatness, and fat violence. Interesting. Uh, but if she was and if you at me on some fat phobic s, know that I'm not finna argue with you. I'm gonna block you for free. <laughs> okay. Ten of the most common instances of fat phobia that personally affect me. Uh, number one, wow, haven't you lost weight? This phrase seems innocuous, but it actually creates an uncomfortable sense that people are surveilling and judging your body. Make it a rule not to it use language that focuses on your own or others' weight. When we stop sure, using sure. this kind of language altogether, when we stop having any kind of standards or any sense of decency in the world, we will finally fix all these problems. Just, I just, I want to be free to be a bad person. I just don't want you to tell me that I'm a bad person and then everything will be yes. okay. 
Uh, two, selfies taken from above. The religious avoidance of the double huh? chin and selfies sends a constant message about what is worth documenting. Document yourself at different angles. You are photographing the special emotion. The, just the narcissism of I need to constantly be taking pictures of myself and I have to love my second chin. I gotta document that chin. Number three, tiny seats in restaurants. Many fat people have anxiety about seating at restaurants. Will there be booths where the space between the table and the seat is fixed? Will the chairs be wobbly little metal ones held up by the furniture equivalent of pipe cleaners? This anxiety leads to many fat people opting out of social dining situations. Yeah. If you're going- I couldn't agree yeah. more. Happens all the time. If you're going for dinner with a fat friend, check images of the restaurant's interior to make sure there's sturdy chairs without armrests and non-stationary tables and chairs of cramped booths are the main seating option. I gotta do like Mission Impossible level casing of a of a restaurant if I wanna take a fat friend to lunch apparently. I gotta, you know, scope the place out, figure out the floor plan, get the blueprints. I gotta I have uh, I have the negative photos I, I went in and took of all Oh my goodness, why am I seeing nude why am I seeing nude pictures? Of thick queens on Twitter. <laughs> queens. I typed in fatphobia, please. Oh. Uh, number four, romantic discrimination. Our partner choice is highly influenced by social expectations and ideals. You only don't want to date me because you're a bigot, McLean. That's that's the only reason. It's not because I'm ah. clearly an irresponsible glutton because I'm 400 pounds. You're a bigot. You're a bigot. Number five, aggression on public transport. Most instances of overt fat hate happen to me on public transport. I found I'm much more likely to be accosted verbally in a packed carriage. Once a group of teenagers huddled, sat in front of me and took selfies. I watched them huddle <laughs> together and start laughing. One of them tipped the phone and I saw that they were laughing at a zoomed in image of my face. Another time, <laughs> I asked... <laughs> okay, okay. When you find yourself in that situation where people are unashamedly laughing at you to your face, they're specifically laughing at your face to your face, are they jerks? Sure. Should that tell you something though? Should that should that key you in to something? Take I'm saying maybe you're not making maybe you don't have the best response to this. <laughs> Uh, number six, professional and formal wear does not come in plus sizing. A fat activist once said clothing was the alphabet we use to express ourselves, and fat people have fewer letters. What? Clothing is the alphabet we use. What are you talking about? <laughs> when I, Dude, whenever I, I see the fat size clothing, it's always like triple X, uh, quintuple X. They have they have so many letters. They have way more letters than we ever use. I only have one, it's just M. Yours is like XXXXXL. You got way more letters than I do. This sends a message about who gets to participate in important cultural moments and who belongs in the business world. McLean, they don't sell crack pipes at Walmart. I think they're uh, bigoted against crack smokers. <laughs> don't worry, Joe Biden's giving does. those out for free now. There's a message about who does and doesn't belong in Walmart by, by doing that, McLean. Number they, seven. They're, they're really fashion, targeting me specifically. 
fashion double standards. A thin person wearing yoga pants may be presumed to be headed to the gym, while a fat person may be perceived as sloppy. A thin person in a tank top is not noteworthy, and a fat person in a tank top is scandalous. Let's, let's, let's stop and think about why this is. Maybe it's because when you wear these clothes, you show off something that is considered ugly by society. That might be it, you know, that may be it. You're, you're bearing, you're bearing an ugly thing to the world and expecting us to tell you it's good. You narcissist, you absolute deluded narcissist. Uh, people, people are, will unashamedly say that women who weigh 300 pounds should not wear yoga pants. Yeah, for the same reason I don't strip naked in public, lady, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Jake, you're limiting my ability to empower myself. The solution to this one is simple. Just like Russell we Wilson, need... I too am trying to be unlimited. We all need to wear what we want. People who feel anxious about what other people are wearing should interrogate their beliefs and stop acting on their bigotry. I was wearing this Nazi symbol on my shirt. People got all offended by that and I was like, hey, 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 hey. You need to feel less anxious about what I'm wearing and stop acting on your own bigotry. Number eight, fear of being seen in public with fat people. Many people avoid being friends with or dating fat people for fear of public criticism. Why do you think that is? McLean, she's about to say something very true that she did not make up at all. I once oh, met good, someone good. who literally worshipped my body, but then we took our hangouts into the public sphere and he told me he couldn't be seen with me. I ended the relationship. Literally he, worshipped your body? He literally worshipped my... He was making little blood sacrifices, you know, taking taking the, the purest lamp from his flock and just slaughtering it on the tabernacle for her. It was great. Man, man. That's... That's something. Number nine. Just unsolicited every... every uh, you know, every morning, every Sunday morning, he'd bring his offering of of little Debbie snack cakes to her and just, and just put it on the altar and, and go away. Just... Unsolicited weight loss Hopefully, hopefully, she would accept his offering. <laughs> it is insane that people assume that I would not want to be fat. You bigot. You monster. I'm, what's wrong with you? Why would you think such a I'm thing? I'm 700 pounds, and I am living my best life. I'm crushing it right now. This is what it's all about, baby. Uh, Number 10, medical discrimination. My doctor told me to lose weight. It's because he hates me. It's because it's not because he's a doctor and and thinks that that might be bad for it's because he hates me he hates me oh is that what's going on yes okay that was the uh, 10 uh, instances of fat phobia virgie tilver i'm surprised she was able to whittle it down to just 10. parade.com take personal action against fat phobia with these 74 ideas Okay. 74, huh? Yeah, 74. Number one, don't fear the word 70, fat. It's not 74. I just I just want to make sure before we get before we get <laughs> yes, into this yes. that I know what I'm in for. Yes. 74. That's that's <laughs> yeah, the yes. 74. That's the number. Yeah. Yes. Don't <laughs> right, fear. We got a long way to go. Don't fear the word fat. It's not a slur because we decided it's not. Obesity is though. We decided that that is a slur, but fat is not. So. That's that's the bad one. I gotta check with the word police every few days to make sure I'm up to date. Yeah. Number two, don't use the word fat as a slur. Hashtag obviously. Number obviously. three, 
Number three, listen so to wait, your wait, fat. No, no. Okay, so fat is okay. So obese is a slur. Fat is not a slur unless you use it as a slur. Uh, yes. So if, so is it kind of like the N-word? Like it's a slur unless like you're using it as like a homie sort of thing? Then can I say uh, it or? I have Can no I call idea Jake like my fat homie? Can I say that or? Yo, bro, you looking fat today, man. I don't know. <laughs> but number three, listen to your fat friends when they share a lived experience. Respect their preferences okay. regarding how they self-describe. Curvy, plus-sized, fluffy, or fat, among others. Hmm. They just take the language from the whole gay sphere and say, yeah, this is us too now. Number Listen four, except... I'm fat, I'm, I'm big and, I'm big and fat. Except that if you are a normal weight, you have thin privilege. Just accept it, mm. McLean. It's not that, it's not that this is the normal, right? It's not that this is just the normal bar of humanity and you people sunk below it. It's that you're the normal bar and I'm up here at, on my privileged mountain. I didn't earn this. I was placed here, you know. Number five. Amplify the voices of fat people. Retweet fat activists, or as I call them, me personally, Jake Westbrook saying this, I call them factivists. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, hey, you combine hey, it hey, two I words. started and also, that. And also, they're only spitting facts, so factivists. Retweet factivists and share informative think pieces on your social media channels. Mm. Number six, understand that fat does not equal unhealthy. Number seven, there are plenty of- wait, no, sorry. Know that there are fat people who exercise regularly. Fat does not equal laz. That's either slang uh, for lazy or you did a terrible job proofreading this. Laz? <laughs> yes. Number eight, there are plenty of sexy fat people in the world. There, there are. <laughs> Trust me. You know, me, I can't walk in the street I've seen without them, I swear. coming across a sexy fat person. Number nine. Despite the three facts above, understand that the world is a hard place for people of size. Let's not get your room back and you treat it like that. It's 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 going it's through not a process, as bad as it was, but you gotta pick up the dirty stuff. These are clean, good boy. Mom calls my room back, filthy, which is a slur. It's I prefer not as dirty. dirty as usual, but he finally gets his room back and look. Just saying. Mom is slur- Mom, it's just because I'm fat. If I wasn't fat, Mom wouldn't say a word about my room. Fat or not, I tell you, you better keep your big yap down. If it wasn't because my big yap was oh, well oversized, Mom would say nothing about it. Are you kidding me? Dad would be telling you, should. If I didn't pound Twinkies into my big yap every day, it's so, these fat folks, man. She thinks I'm Lay's. Yeah, I forgot to I forgot to give this update on Westboro's. Uh, Gage is back on both feet now, um, and McLean has returned to his rightful spot in his parents' basement. It's true. Here I am. Uh, well, I, I mean, you you alluded to the fact uh, when we talk, spoke with Dane uh, the other day on our our St. Valentine's Dane episode. It had nothing to do with St. Valentine's Day. I just kind of retroactively called it that because it was seasonally appropriate. Uh-oh, I scrolled all the way down. Where was I? Um, oh yeah, 10. Oh, if no. your medical professional examined the ample literature concerning the healthcare gap for fat people. Number the 11. The healthcare gap. Huh? Number 11. If you are friends with someone who is overweight, ask if they need an advocate at the doctor's office. 
<laughs> just so Jake, you find a fat Jake, person. Do you need an say, advocate hey, at the doctor's office? You gotta find a fat person to say, "Can I be your Helen Keller?" All right, was Helen Keller the blind kid or the teeth? I don't remember. Anyway, Helen Keller was a fraud, by the way. I, I heard that. True. I heard that conspiracy theory a while back, and I've. I latched onto it. I didn't need to look into it anymore. And Stevie Wonder isn't blind. Number 12. Convince your overweight friends to seek preventative health care because many don't. Number 13. Examine your own attitude. What assumptions do you make when you see a fat person? Someone morbidly obese? An overweight person in a wheelchair? What do those images mm. make you feel? Number 13. Examine your own attitude. Alright, go clothes shopping with your heavier loved one and be empathetic to the lack of fashionable and affordable plus-size clothing. Alright, we're gonna speed read these. Uh, 15. Support retailers to carry extended clothing. 16. Understand that not we all clothing more to more to go size. through. <laughs> 17. Support your friend or loved one in choosing clothes that make them feel great. 18. Don't couch your fat phobia and quote-unquote health concerns. We Jake, see right I am through sick it. and tired of you doing this. You care about my health? Just admit that you hate me, you bigot. McLean, I don't want you to die from obesity or heart disease. McLean, you physically cannot move. McLean, you haven't bathed yourself and there are actual, like, gnats gnawing at your flesh in between your folds. McLean, I'm sick of it, Jake. I'm sick don't of your share, fat phobia. Don't share fat diets. Don't complain about how fat you are. Don't compliment us because it's backhanded. When you say we have a pretty face, we know what's going unsaid. We can read your mind. <laughs> Take a look at the world and see that it's not made for fat people. If you're going I can out read for dinner, your mind, Jake. You want me dead. If you're going out for dinner with an overweight loved one, don't request a booth. That moment of wondering if you're going to fit, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <coughs> If you are don't, so large that don't judge you get triggered when the person you're going out to eat with requests a booth because you don't think you'll be able to fit inside of it, that should be a, a giant neon Las Vegas sign just boop boop boop. No, you no, need no, no, to change to, something. You, you're supposed to do a Mission Impossible like canvassing of the area. You know, you gotta blueprint the place. That's right, that's right. You gotta 3D model it out <laughs> and then place yourself in there. Yes, uh, don't judge what a fat person eats. Understand that size is a spectrum. Remember the categories. If you're a smaller fat person, if you're a smaller fat, people larger than you get judged more harshly. Read up on health at every size. Mm. Uh, yeah, don't Jake, offer... you're not gonna get judged. You being a smaller fat, you're not gonna get judged as harshly as me being a galacta fat. Don't my, it, I, I came up with Galactifat. I'm hoping it. I'm hoping. McLean, dude, I know you thought. I know you thought you were, you know, being helpful, being supportive for your friend. But do not offer to become gym buddies with your fat loved one. The gym is a frequent mm. site of shame and bullying for people of size. So just don't. Uh, understand that okay. a fat person faces more barriers. Yeah, a lot of barriers, like you know, door frames. That's a pretty big barrier <laughs> for them. Uh, don't laugh when you see an overweight person exercising. I'll agree with you on that, but only that. Oh, uh, there's nothing, you know, I, I go into the gym, I, I see an overweight person exercising, and I just belt out in big belly laughs. I just shame them. I go right over to them and say, hey, fatty, stop trying. Huh, idiot. Stop trying to improve yourself, <laughs> you idiot. I hate you. Seriously reconsider the concept of the BMI chart. It's time to throw it out. 
okay, so maybe a particular fat person is unhealthy. So what? <laughs> <laughs> so Being maybe fat, one fat we, person we've reached, happens we've, we've reached to the die. Zenith. We've reached the zenith. Being fat isn't unhealthy. And even if it is, so what? Exactly. It's it's not unhealthy. There's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, if it was unhealthy, like, it's still not that big of a deal. So. Being gay is a choice. I mean, the, uh, right, right, it's like uh, being gay. Uh, you're born that way. And even if you're not, it's still a good thing because that's how we define things now. It's, it's good because exactly. we say it's good. Understand that fat phobia and ableism are in intrinsically entwined. Stop equating health with self-worth. So, by the way, have mm. you noticed a lot of ads recently for like, I don't know, just healthcare services talking about well-being and your mental health. And it all just sounds like the most coddling garbage. Ugh. <laughs> it's like the sickeningly sweet, we care about your well-being. Get away from me. Really what that means is, Keep doing exactly what you're doing, but feel better about it. Uh, understand that fat phobia and racism have a nasty intersection. Uh, POC of size, especially black women, BIPOC, please, we know the term, it's BIPOC, are often at the receiving please. end of outdated stereotypes and assumptions. Fat phobia is ramp understand that fat phobia is rampant in the workplace. Understand that there is a pay gap against fat people. A lot of understanding going on right now. Uh, if you're an employer, carefully examine your biases when a fat phobia fat when a fat person comes for an interview. Statistically, fat people make less money than their coworkers in the workplace. Examine how accommodating uh -huh, the space uh -huh. is for fat people. Do all the chairs have arms? Does celebratory swag max <laughs> out at size XL? Celebratory uh, swag? <laughs> yeah. You know, whenever uh -huh. I'm whenever I'm working, whenever I'm interviewing for a job. You know, they ask me questions. They're like, so, uh, you know, been a great interview. Great talking to you. Uh, lastly here, do you have any questions for me? Oh, boy, do I. <laughs> I, I have a few questions. Nay, demands. Does this workplace accommodate my large corporeal form? Does your celebratory swag come in quintuple XL sizes? And lastly, will there be unlimited donuts in the break room? Skinny shaming. Also, by the way, what uh, what kind of health insurance benefits uh, can we get here? Not that I need any special ones, but like if I did, I just I just like to know what I might uh, be able to get. Understand that skinny shaming is never as bad as fat shaming. Don't buy into mainstream depictions of beauty. The same goes for the diet industry. Don't fall for it. If you if you yourself are on a weight loss journey, stop posting before and after pictures because doing <laughs> so makes a lot of people feel bad. Uh, let's talk about weight loss surgery. The nuclear option for fat people is also embroiled in controversy. Please, help mm, your fat loved one go in... Uh, contrary to popular belief, it's not an easy way out. Don't sell it to your loved one. Don't assume everyone's trying to lose weight. Stop couching food in terms like cheating or bad. Food doesn't <laughs> intrinsically possess those values. We assign Jake, food them. food is food. All food is, is good food. The nutritional value of food is now subjective. You don't understand. It's subjective. The The quality of food is... A, sugar? Uh, meat? Same thing. Jake, stop assigning values to drugs. Heroin and penicillin? We've assigned values to those. They're the exact same thing. Health? 
social construct. Good, like carbs, fat, all of that. It's all socially constructed. There's no such thing as objective truth in this world, Jake. And that is something that I've learned not only in college, but also on Westboro's. We just keep hammering this point. Nothing is real, Jake. We're all living in the Matrix. Nothing is real, guys. We all we made all of it up. It's all just made up by humans. Uh, in a romantic relationship, don't expect a fat person to be grateful because you deemed them worthy of your love. <laughs> what kind of paranoid psychos are out there thinking that this is how other people think? So I was dating this fat chick for a while, Jake. And yeah, eventually yeah. I had to break up with her. Because she was just not... Yeah. I expected, like, every, every day she would come up to me and be like... Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for deeming me worthy of love, even though, look at me, I'm a fat, disgusting pig. Uh, so I expected her to give me $20 and some beer money. You know, I expected her to give me some the least something. She could you know, do. Sweeten the pot a little bit because I was giving so much to her. Yeah, this, exactly. this, this slump. <laughs> That's how I think. That is how, that is how human beings think. That is, that, is something, that is something that runs through my head all the time. Yeah. Us real human beings are out here thinking these thoughts. I know, I know. Look, I spent a lot, I spent a long, I, I spent a year in McLean. I went up to a cabin and I had to really think about number 51 on this list. It oh, took me a long time. That real Walden situation. I know, I, it took me a long time to, 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 to figure this out and nail it down, but I finally got into a place where I can understand that fat people have sex and even enjoy it. The heck you say? I no. know, I know. No, it I can't know. be. No. <laughs> get off get off this podcast Jake stop recording right now if you're gonna come in here and insult my deepest held convictions my most firmly believed truths <laughs> that fat people are are incels and do, are asexual uh, if you're gonna uh, contradict that now, of course I know that fat people enjoy having sex because it's all they ever talk about don't shut up about it. Don't put pressure on your partner to lose weight. Don't fat shame people you don't know. Understand the world is not only unaccepting, but actually Remember, painful Jake, for fat, fat people. Fat shame only people you do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, plane seats, roller coasters, waving room chairs, and plenty of everyday furniture is not made for fat people. Hey, mm. maybe it's because a normal person isn't 400 pounds. You ever thought about that? You ever, that thought ever, like, entered your mind at all? Like Jake said on a West Bros episode, you broke the mold. <laughs> there was there was a standard set, and you went. You're coloring outside the lines. You're way out. You got a nice little. You got a nice little uh, house house picture picture of a little house you're supposed to color in a cartoon character, and you're on like a different piece of paper, just scribbling in crayons. And you're, you're way mad outside. They didn't draw on that, you know. uh, if if you're seated next to a fat person, don't be mad at them. Be mad at the airlines. Yeah, I'm like Delta and that's the other thing. Never let a fat person next to me again. What does that mean? Huh? <laughs> if you're seated next to Wait. a fat person on a plane, don't be mad at them. Be mad at the airlines. How dare so you let a like fat person be... on this plane? I don't understand that Am I that supposed one. to be, like, mad at Bernoulli's, like, law of flight? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Airplanes can only be so big. <laughs> can... On that note, don't be you, don't be mad at this person for their personal irresponsibility that you're now bearing the consequences of. Be mad at the airline, this third party that has nothing to do with this. Do the emotional labor for fat people you know. Ask management at work for accessible seats. Ask retailers on social media why they stop sizing at double XL. Call out restaurant servers. Be an ally. Hey, hey, you. 
B-word that's getting paid minimum wage plus tips? Why the hell are you being so fatphobic? Consider unfollowing comedians who rely on fat jokes. Don't give money to movie makers who utilize sight gags denigrating fat people. Take mm. aim at writers who use fat as a shorthand for evil. Kingpin, Ooh, Ursula the Sea Witch, Professor I, Umbridge. And first off, uh, be very careful using phrases like "take aim." And what do you? <laughs> these are these are evil characters that happen to be fat. I don't know why. <laughs> Give your financial support to fat creators on crowdfunding sites like Patreon. Hmm. Read books on fat liberation and fat acceptance. Understand that fat activists don't want everyone to be fat. We don't care what size <laughs> you are. Yeah, you do. That's the whole thing. You're mad you literally that I'm just, not fat you because it makes you feel bad. You're complaining about other people losing weight and posting it online. Now, the reason you're mad is because you know that you're different from everyone else because of what you did to yourself and you want to pretend like it doesn't exist. You want to pretend that it's not real. The the, the actual reality in front of you isn't real. You want to... Anyway. I can just uh, cocoon myself in my, in my bed with my snacks. Patronize brands like Celebrate Inclusiveness. Don't coo over celebs who, who look better after they lose weight. If you yourself have been fat and lost weight, mm. you are at a high risk of projecting old self-facing hatred and scorn at the overweight. Don't ever think I did it, so why can't they? Uh, what? Self-improvements. Oh my gosh. Uh, stop viewing someone's body size as a moral failing. Understand that laziness is not the cause of obesity. Uh, I, I know I didn't want to go on the low-carb diet because, you know, I just didn't want to give up pizza. But no, laziness is not the cause of obesity. If you're a parent or any caregiver of children, watch the way you talk about other people's bodies. Squash fat phobia in the next generation. That'll be real easy. You just got to sit on it. That's going to it's gonna squash it real good. Um... Refrain from commenting on an acquaintance's weight loss. You don't know if it was intentional or wanted. Yeah, you ever talked to a fat person who lost 50 pounds and they were like, Man, I'm just... Why did this have to happen to me? I'm... Why? I was the worst. Please. Oh, man. No one's ever said that. Um... Speak up when you see fat phobic behavior. Let your fat loved ones know that you love them. Look in the mirror and examine your attitudes towards your own body. Accept yourself as you are. Uh, everyone shoulders the damage that fat phobia does. Hold those in your blah, 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 blah. Uh, next up, 40 ways white women can help fight racism and do anti-racism work. I'll bet it's I just almost the exact same list. Ways. <laughs> I, I will bet it is the exact same list. Yeah. Now, Jake, I've been on uh, fat, fat positivity Twitter, and it's it's been it's been quite the trip here. I, I was introduced to this lovely lovely person um at marquezel uh mikey uh who is uh who who do you think this this fat activist might be jake what if you had to like write their twitter bio without knowing anything about them what would you write uh <sighs> pronouns i assume are involved at some point uh i don't actually see the pronouns in here oh well then i'm lost uh she is it uh they are a black disabled Fat liberationist, uh, a public health abolitionist, Bronx baby, PhD at Brown, and she is one fifth of the unsolicited, uh, fat, unsolicited Fatties Talk Back podcast. Fatties so. Talk. I'm subscribing right now. 
Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Jake, um, actually this, this reminds me of something. I was... I, I recently found myself listening to a bit of a, bit of a podcast, just to, I was curious as to see... I, I, the, the podcast itself's not important, but I was curious to see how bad this podcast was, because I had an inkling that it was bad. And it turns out it was. And Jake, I've, in the last couple days, I've become much more self-confident about West Bros as a podcast in general. I used to think it was a very niche podcast that would only appeal to you and me. And yes, that would yes. be utterly unlistenable Are you, are you manifesting to a, a wider audience, McLean? Yeah, of course. Obviously, I'm always manifesting. One day I hope to eventually become a goddess. However, Jake, I, I've come to the conclusion that, in fact, uh, West Bros is just as good, if not better, than most of the podcasts available online. I'll grant you that, yes. But In terms we, of we, listening we, we, quality, yeah. we're right up there. Yes. So, so Mikey here, a uh, lot of lot of words here on Twitter here. Um, she's a lot of threads too. You know, she can't just tweet one; they all have to be connected. Uh, she says something that I keep. This is eight hours ago. This is hot off of, hot off the presses. Something that I keep trying to explain to people who send me messages about why I don't engage in educational debates on here, but that no one seems to understand. It took me twenty years to openly question the concept of obesity and two more years to identify as fat and I educate trying others to uphold any moral politics. standards and i arrived here this is great all right mom i have just become comfortable in the last six months with the idea that i am an active fat liberationist i am not going to convince anyone of anything in the span of a twitter exchange nor do i want to and she keeps going <laughs> Uh, huh? Committing yourself to a political and praxis takes time. I'm not interested in participating in the current popular mode of teaching slash learning fat politics, which is done through media that treats fatness as a temporary intellectual exercise, or a maintenance phase, and only gives rise to a passive, if at all present, interest in criticizing diet culture while allowing the learner to continue to promote and engage in fat phobia. People do not engage in meaningful learning or commit to continually learning when they are intent on protecting their worldview or arguing with me in their replies. I also do not care to educate anyone against their will. That's a waste of my time and energy. It also just doesn't make sense to me to do when I know I needed more than two decades to come to this place in my learning. People need time. She just goes on and on. She is a, a wordy, a wordy person. But the good news is she is on Patreon and you can select different membership levels here. It says Mark Marquezel, Marquezel, Mercedes is creating cultural criticism and odes to fatness in an anti-fat world. There's a few different uh, membership levels on Patreon if you're interested, Jake. You can become a baby fluff for a dollar a month. A baby fluff? Uh, That's my level right there. Or you could become a scene fluff for five dollars a month. As long as I'm fluffy. Uh, you can become a stormy, you can become a stormy Wait. fluff okay, for ten dollars yeah. a month. And the, the other the last one, Jake, this one pretty enticing i think you might be interested uh, a glam fluff for twenty dollars a month glam and the description fluff. for glam fluff says whoa thank you for your generosity this tier is for supporters who have the means to spend this amount per month to provide me with a baseline income to support my work and all the time and energy put into it so much energy if if i could get paid like per capita if i could get like paid an hourly rate for the amount of time we focus on on fighting fat phobia on Westboros, we'd be millionaires. She's got 177 patrons. That's insane, man. Good on her. 
and she's got some some great f essays. Unfortunately, um, you can't actually read them all the way through. You can it gives you just a little a little taste of them until you join. Uh, this one starts out by saying, uh, "Hi, fattening fam. So sorry for the delay with this newsletter. I'm now receiving comprehensive mental health care." Mmm. Uh. Uh, <laughs> please note that this essay discusses sexual misconduct towards children with an emphasis on school settings. Um, sorry for being away so long. Uh, fine, if you don't mind. I received this question a few days ago. She seems to, you know, for someone with 177 patrons who's getting paid to write about fat positivity on Twitter, she seems to sure, like, be taking her time with it. I mean, all, every other post is sorry for taking so long. Feels like you're... She's being a little lazy, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, Jake, I would sorry. Like, sorry. Brief aside. I would like to read you. I would like to read you a post on, over on the blog Fierce Freethinking Fatties, posted by Fat Tinderella. I consider myself a fierce freethinking fatty, so please, please do. Yes, this is a guest post from Death Fat Princess, our latest blogging candidate. After she submits three guest posts, we will vote on her inclusion in our blog. <clears throat> what? <laughs> is this like a is this like a weird uh It's a it's a trial run, you know. We're gonna see if trial. she's uh, yeah. if she's uh we don't she's just fat let, enough for us. We don't let just anybody post about being fat. No 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 I first blogged about fat acceptance FA 13 years ago, but I was certainly blogging about fat before I realized that I was blogging about fat. Jake, you keep going. I gotta step away from the mic real quick. I first got I'm, the I'm internet. Fascinated. I first got the internet TM in 1999, and the first thing I did was look for other fat people. I know that's my inclination. Whenever, whenever I'm introduced to a new medium, I, I immediately look for the fat people. I found some way on Yahoo to make a group or post an ad or something, and that's I posted. Actually, that's actually how Jake and I met uh, to do West Bros. Was I, I got on the internet and I looked for other fat people, and lo and behold, there was Jake. And so we decided to start up a podcast. I mean, we were in the that's, same room, so I was a little surprised. We were in the same room, I was a little surprised it took, it took him so long to find me. I mean, I was like 600 pounds, it was a little hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I posted something saying that I was a fat 13-year-old girl in Brooklyn and I was looking for friends. I didn't actually make any friends that way, but I did make my way over to Max Pages, which was one of those sites where you could freeze your friends' browsers with all the glitter blinkies they let you use. I used many glitter blinkies. I have no idea what she's talking about. In addition to liberally using glitter blinkies, I liberally talked about fat. I was, like a lot of fat girls, the only fat girl in my group of friends. Well, cheer up, those obesity rates are climbing, you'll be joined by more soon enough. Um, I talked about what it was like to be different, and what it was like to sigh as a cute boy walked up to you and asked for your friend's number. I talked about what it was like to know that you couldn't go shopping with your friend. I feel like there should be a solution to this, but boy, gosh almighty, I can't think of a single thing you could possibly do to fix this problem. Yeah. It was an F.A. blog before I knew what the words F.A. blog meant. I later joined Dead Journal because I couldn't get a live journal code and started a group called Fat Girls that grew to about 100 members. I'm still friends with some of them. When I was 16, I read Fat So by Marilyn Wan and my head 
pretty much exploded. I had some vague idea that there were some fat people somewhere out there fighting for the right to exist, and I knew that there were places where fat ladies posted pictures of themselves on LiveJournal, but that someone had written a book about fat, and that I was holding it in my hands, and that it validated everything I swore that kinda already thought, just blew my mind. It was my official initiation into fat society. I never returned to the, the book to the library. It's my in my garage and it's made it through six moves. So <laughs> this lady steals a book about fat acceptance from the public library. This is her origin. This is her superhero origin story right here. Sounds like McLean's taking the trash out to the curb or something. Uh, actually, McLean is eating pizza. McLean, uh, are you, uh, you're climbing your way to death fat status? Is that it? Let me on the mic here. Sorry. Sorry oh, it's not on the mic. Here we are. I'm back. I'm back. Yes, I'm, How much uh, pizza you been eating? Well, see, I, I am an Infinifat here, but um, with Super Bowl Sunday coming up, I thought this would be a good time to to become a Galactifat, which is a new new term I'm looking on. Um, oh, okay. What, right. what, what did this person do? How'd they get the Fatso book again? They checked it out from the library and just kept it. They just stole the book. So she's the reason why I could never get it at the library. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I wonder if mine is her cut. No, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. Uh, include. Uh, let's see here. I imagine it as an often stolen book from libraries, as baby oh, yeah. fats read it one by one and realized they would find the way they were and that they were going to hold on to the book forever. You see, they don't have the moral scruples to like knuckle down and lose weight, so they don't have the moral scruples to actually buy a book. So they just steal it from the library instead of losing weight. They just call themselves mm. good, you know. I don't want to make it sound like once I found F.A. I never wavered. I was a teenage girl and then a woman in the early 20s. I wavered, but every time I dieted, I ended up fatter, less healthy, and more miserable. Gee, could it be because even if you stopped eating carbs, you went back to eating carbs? It takes, you know, it takes some time to fully commit yourself to complete and utter insanity. I finally quit in 2010. It took me 24 years to figure out that starving myself and obsessively exercising was not feasible. No, it's not. Just stop eating carbs. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to excessively exercise. Just put down the sugar. Mm. In 2011, I started Death Fat Princess. I was a stressed out student and a desperate woman in a failing marriage. This person sounds like a real upstanding moral uh, icon so far. Stealing library books in the middle of a failing marriage. Death fat. Um, I needed something to make me feel better, so I started a blog. I started with Outfit of the Day posts, posted by Where the Source Clothing. Uh, the the aforementioned desperation her, of her a failing marriage. Her Outfit of the Day post. Her Outfit of the Day post was the only, only way I got through my childhood, you know? I'm... So know. we know that this lady, we know that this lady has no screw, no, no, no problem with uh, stealing things from the public library. Uh, has mm -hmm. no uh, uh, self conviction to actually lose weight. No, no, uh, just <laughs> nothing, nothing whatsoever inside of her. But the aforementioned desperation of her failing marriage led her to blow up her credit cards with clothing, shoes, and makeup. Wait a minute, she's she's irresponsible in this area too. That's amazing. I never would have had any clue that these things were related. My classmates joked that in two years, they never saw me with the same thing twice. Eventually, 
Eventually, the banks took all my credit cards away, and I had to post with words instead of pictures. Today, my blog is mostly fat posts with the occasional divorce post. Just a real upstanding... This is someone to look up to, folks. She has her life together. Did I hear Gupdate? Yes, Jake. I hate to interrupt you, but I'd love to interrupt you for a Gupdate. Gage Westbrook, what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, there are no Gupdates. Wait, Gage, 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 there is a Gupdate. Gage, first of all, uh, you're back on your feet. You're a cop now, and I assume you've eaten yourself to, to mid-fat status. I know you're trying to get up there. You're not where we are quite yet, but you're getting up there. Uh, first off, not a cop yet. Not a cop. I thought Going you, to uh, solid for a psyche valve for a cop job. I'm in, the oh, process, right. in, I'm in a hiring process. All right. Um, two, I am walking again. Uh, mostly unassisted. Sometimes I need to use a crutch or a cane, but for the most part, I can get around on my own now. Um, Gage, you should have fought. You should have fought that broken leg phobic doctor. He should have provided you with a with a accessibility. Like, why did he think? Oh, you gotta fix your leg to walk again. That was such a bigoted thing to say. Oh, and I remember. I actually I've lost weight since breaking my leg. You wouldn't know it by the way I, I was eating. Well, yeah, you couldn't hobble your way down to the local McDee's. True. But I also participated in zero exercise. McLean, I can't hear Gage. I don't know what's going on. It's because he's so far away, Gage. Get closer to the mic. You and your terrible AirPods. Quit, quit, quit nagging on AirPods. Jake isn't listening to me from that mic. He's listening to me from the mic on your screwy pods. Your stanky pods, man. Well, you're not close to the, 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 you're not close to the actual microphone recording either. McLean's got little stinky pods, little stinky poopy pods. There we go. There's a Gage. Found him. So Gage, you guys ready to give your Super Bowl takes, or you guys have already been doing this for an hour? Mm-hmm. Guess the reckon never stops. Time flies when you're wrecking West Bros, man. Ain't no yeah, it does, Gage. Reckon. Gage, I mean, if if we if we can just you know sit down and be honest with each other, how fat have you gotten? I mean, I like I'm I'm proud. I've I've decided to embrace the label of death fat. It's sort of a way that I used to reclaim my morbid obesity. But I mean, if Jake. you're not. My fatness has reached levels unquantifiable. <laughs> I'm the fatness. I really uh, wanted I'm to the do the fatness alpha. I wanted. I really wanted to do the emotional labor for you, Gage, and advocate for you at restaurants and like with the uh, with the doctors and everything. But uh, anyway, what's the largest shirt size you've ever gotten up to? What was that? Largest shirt size you've ever gotten up to, Gage? Uh, Jake, I don't have shirt sizes. I just get the, uh, I get the hot air balloons, and that, that yeah. usually fits my size, so. I mean, personally, I've decided that shirts in general, it's just this total social construct. Why do we wear them? I, so I just go shirtless. It's not because I can't physically find enough fabric in the known world to cover my gelatinous, <laughs> monstrous hide. I've just decided they're oppressive. Like, oh, why that's am I hiding my body? On. Okay, that makes that makes a lot more sense. For a second, I I've almost actually, felt bad about myself. I've eaten so much soy in the past year that I actually, my size um, actually makes me a proud participant of the free the nipple movement. So, <laughs> I'm really proud of that. Soy, there's a good subject we can talk about, McLean. How much of that are you pounding these days? Not enough, I'll tell you what. On, on good days, I can usually get up to five to six gallons of soy milk. Um... Bad days only. You guys really haven't touched soy. Three or four. Hi. 
City of there's, stars. There's no, there's no soda left. Oh, you shine just for this, me. This update has been quite disappointing, Gage. I expected you to come in here, to roll in here with your, with your beautiful, beautiful, corpulent form. I expected you to give me the update of a lifetime, but sadly that is just sometimes, not happening. Sometimes you think you're gonna come in here and get hyped by the update, and sometimes you gotta come in here and hype up the update, alright? You didn't it's about the sizzle, baby. You don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. Okay. I've been uh, I've been using this little wood cane. Um, Gage has a cane now. And I feel like oh, I can old man. I oh could, yeah, I could, or I could break out into a musical number. I was given a cane when I had my jaw surgery because they took a bone out of my hip to stick in my mouth. I never used it. It's kind of sad, actually. Because it was it was a lame cane. It was one of those like old people canes, but not like a good one, like a like a, the kind you get from a pharmacy that's made of metal and stuff. I wanted a classic wooden cane. Why wouldn't they give me one? Well, that's what I'm using. I'm sorry, man. That's 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 real rough to hear, Jake. Next, I'm gonna get a, a straw hat and a pipe. You know. I already have all those. I just wanted to. I'm gonna get a, a sweater. And Gage, you taking up uh, smoking cigars yet? I mean, I know Joey didn't win, but that's not true. I smoked one last night when I went out for a walk, and Gage, as you know, cannot walk. I literally could have gone with you, and you didn't want me to. I said you couldn't walk. <laughs> I was just stating facts. I literally bro. can walk. Name one step. The one I'm thinking right now. To leave oh. West Bros. You wouldn't leave West Bros. <laughs> no. Gage has been through a lot. Um, last been through a lot on West Bros. You know, there was that time he got killed by, he got trampled by an elephant. Yeah, there was that yes, time he uh, he got killed off when he rode his motorcycle off a cliff. Um, yeah, yeah. He keeps coming back though. Keeps coming back. We he did have to fight his evil twin in the season finale last last time. Yeah, there was that. There was well, that. Well, unfortunately for West Bros. And then of course we um, thought he won, but it turned out his evil twin uh, beat us and, and was uh, uh. Unfortunately for West Bros, uh, West cousins actually just dealt two first round picks. Um, for me to go, you know, wreck for their, their sash. Um, so I'm gonna go do that now. But I'm no longer spending my time on this fraudulent cast. This cast will never win a real ring. I don't know about all that. Oh yeah, name a ring that you guys have won. Well, I... I've been wasting my talents out here on Westbrook for far too long. I deserve to go shine, baby. In the city of stars, sunny Los Angeles. What if I told you about the Snow King Blizzard? I would... what? The Snow King Blizzard still unmatched 123 years later. One of the worst blizzards in US history is not only infamous for unloading nearly a yard of snow in the mid-Atlantic, but extreme cold that has yet to be repeated, from AccuWeather's Twitter account. Glenn, you realize that I literally despise snow as a concept. You should probably get over that, man. That's weird. I think it's good. Gage, what is wrong with you? You wanna live in LA? Uh, no, I don't wanna live in California. I wanna live in, uh, Florida. Oh, Maybe God, Gage, Gage, what I are you doing in this family? If it wasn't as expensive. Gage, you're insane. Dude, give me the Midwest, give me Upper, give me New England, give me anything but a hot, year-round, terrible climate. Ugh. I think I could even convince Jake to move to Alaska with me. Summer all year Yeah, long, I'd sooner move to Alaska than Florida, Gage. Let's check the weather in Fairbanks right now. I think I think it's pertinent to this update. It is currently 2 degrees in Fairbanks and snowing. Supposed to get down to negative 14 tonight. It is only 8 p.m. there. Hey, but it is it is Valentine's Day on the East Coast now, so we got that going for us. What are you guys doing for Valentine's Day? Um, 
this, really. Um, oh, you're not getting me flowers? <laughs> oh. Sorry, I... How about you, Jake? Where are you guys going? I am... I was going to send you a, 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 a pallet of Soylent. I thought... thought you'd like that. Whoa, hold on, Jake. I think... I think we might be... We might be missing something here. Let me just do a quick Google search. I... Why and It says here... It says here, the end of food is finally here. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, the, the, the near replacement of choice, and, uh, we don't have to worry about food anymore, McLean. We just drink Soylent for every meal, it's, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal. This article's a bit old, actually. How long, how long do you think you have to scroll to find one where it says it oppresses gay people? Oh, probably not too long. Jake, uh, how would you feel about an article about why Valentine's Day is the worst? I completely forgot... That this is oh, probably yeah, totally space that. That's that's a that is a a, a bevy. A, yeah. I, I assume there's tons of that. I didn't even think of that. Man, um, well let's see, because well, there, like I said, there are there's a billion of them here, but yeah, I, it's just so finding a good. Oh, I think this one might be it. Bold.com, Twelve Reasons Valentine's Day is BS. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I feel like this one might be a little bit more. Um, I feel like this one might be a bit more. Uh, vengeful, spiteful. Uh, this is by Nicole Weaver uh, for bold, B-O-L-D-E dot com. Uh, and it's filed under when you just can't anymore. Valentine's uh-huh, Day yes, is here again, and it sucks. While those of us I who often, hate the pointless holiday often just are written off anymore. as bitter, we're actually right. Valentine's Day is the worst, whether you're single or in a relationship, Gage is leaving. Dude, if you didn't say anything, it'd be like an Irish goodbye. Everybody would get what they want. You just would have faded out. No one would have known what happened to Ga- Gage. Yeah. Gage, don't run out into traffic. What are you doing? Gage, no! Oh, not again. Boy, that semi-truck that ran him over sure does sound like a door opening and closing. Yeah. That's crazy. Gosh. Anyway, Valentine's Day is here again, and it sucks. While well, those of us who hate the pointless holiday are written off as bitter, we are actually right. Valentine's Day is the worst, whether you're single or in a relationship. And no, here, it says, Jake it says is in why. an relationship. Once again, spell checking in these things is always on point. Oh, okay. On point. Oh, wow. Jake, Jake pulled up the article. Wow. I did. Uh, number one, restaurants are full and you're probably going to get bad service. Dinner is a pretty common date idea for Valentine's Day, but also makes it infinitely harder and less pleasant. Reservations go quickly, so there's a huge wait if you weren't on the ball with making plans. Also, servers are swamped and chances are they'll mess up more than usual thanks to this. Just, just a lot of whining right off the top. Then wait, there are high expectations, okay, wait, wait, which wait. make things extra stressful. Yeah, yeah, look, there's a, there's a couple of, like, just like, oh, this is inconvenient, this is inconvenient. But then point three is just a straight-up ad. Number three, the best <laughs> Check out Relationship the Hero. Sponsored, if you're reading this, check out Relationship Hero. A site where <laughs> highly trained relationship coaches get you, get the situation, and help you accomplish what you want. I don't... What? I don't feel like this was a very well-integrated sponsorship. Point three is an ad on of, of your list of why Valentine's Day is BS, you include an ad for a company. I feel like they wouldn't want that on there. Uh, number four, every movie on TV is a rom-com that supports ridiculous expectations. They haven't made rom-coms in like 10 years. What are you complaining about? Nobody believes in that anymore. Everyone wants everything to be this like uh, jaded, like uh, parody of everything, ridiculous. Like nobody takes anything seriously anymore. Uh, uh, number eight, self-love is never promoted like it should be. Self-love! The price of mm-hmm. love is pretty expensive. In other words, I 
I'm in a relationship with a shallow person, so that's why Valentine's If Day couples is are made to feel pressure to love each other, then singles should get a healthy dose of encouragement to do something they love just for themselves. You know you can do that whenever, right? Uh, it, people expect sex. Due to the forced romance, it's so expected that it's also National Condom Day. At least people are being safe. What was that? What? <laughs> the day is avoided like the plague for first dates. Okay, it's one day of the year. Those who are single end up turning on it. Yeah, until they aren't single anymore. What? So what? Other people's public proposals make your holiday awkward. Okay. Jake, I was I was wrong, Jake. This uh, this article, 18 reasons Valentine's Day just sucks from Cosmopolitan, is much more spiteful. Okay, go ahead, there we go. That's what I was Jim Royston Clare. Hearts look a bit like bums, don't they? Well, well, no. No, they don't. What? What are you, British? <laughs> no, no. No one, no one ever said that. No one ever thought that. Um, number one, let's start with the obvious. You know, the obvious thing about Valentine's, Jake. We all know it. It's a grotesque consumerist holiday designed to make people feel awful whether you're dating someone or not. That's just obvious. That's Everyone knows that. Number two, there's an overwhelming pressure to eat chocolate for no apparent reason. There's a nice gif. Uh, number three, you can't go out for dinner because everyone around you will be making gooey eyes and you'll pay twice as much as a regular <laughs> night like, and have sorry. to queue. I gotta interrupt your, uh, your, 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 your article here on the same website, bold.com, uh, by Jennifer Lee. Now, I think this is a pin name. I think this is a pin name for some, like, neckbeard, squirming guy in the office because the article reads like this. If you're feeling trapped in singledom, you need to go on dates with any guy that asks no matter who he is or whether or not you're actually into him. <laughs> Say yes anyway and get out there. He's, he's, forwarding, he's forwarding this one to all his, his co-workers. You'll be glad you did when the right one comes along. Seriously, point one. Seriously, say yes to everyone. It doesn't matter everyone. what he looks like, how old he is, or what he does for a living. If he <laughs> asks you out, you have to say yes. Don't get it twisted. It's about boosting your confidence and figuring out what you want. Number two, fill up your calendar with as many dates ladies, as possible. Ladies, ladies, please, please do not do this. <laughs> Number three. The best dating relationship advice on the web. Sponsored. If you're reading this, check out Relationship Viewer, a site where highly trained relationship. <laughs> this is terrible, man. This, this, this is terrible. So, yeah, ladies, the best thing to do is to date everyone. Especially me. Date me. <laughs> Even if you don't want to, you'll, you'll realize once you date me that I'm actually a nice guy. And then, you know, things will work out. I'm a good guy. Oh, number six. Oh, number you 13. Number at 13. Least. You should get at least three people at a time. Mm, what? You will act more confident and you won't get so upset when one of the relationships doesn't work out because you'll have another chance with someone else tomorrow. Don't do this. <laughs> here's here's a good one. You also never commit to um, anybody. What is wrong with number you? Number 13, why Valentine's Day sucks. Uh, oh, you feel bad oh, for kind of just McLean, wanting to sorry. spend it with your cat. Actually, sorry, that's a sorry, lie. You don't is, even uh, feel a teeny bit bad. McLean, sorry, this is this ties into what we talked about uh, when we were talking about the guy who was playing, playing the game. You gotta, you gotta play the game, you know? You gotta get as many numbers <laughs> as possible. That guy, number eight, remember, 
you're playing the numbers game. Dating is a numbers oh, game, and if you're not playing it, you're not serious. You should go on as many dates as you can possibly handle. Put your judgmental side to bed and give every single guy who approaches you an equal chance. Who knows what your millions of dates will eventually lead to? One of them is gonna stick! Whoa, 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 hold up. I just stumbled across what 14... <laughs> 14 queer women on what they find most attractive in a partner. Jake, shut up. I gotta read this. <laughs> okay, do it. Please, please, please. Um, number one, feet, not in a sexual way. I like yeah. short girls. They tend to have small feet. What? It's adorable. What? Um, I might just leave it at that one, actually. <laughs> Oh, uh, number nine is 100% her neck. A sexy neck is everything. So, there's... <laughs> okay. There's that. Oh, here's Bustle. We've read from Bustle before. They've got some great, great readings. Wait, is, I think Bustle might have been been a lost episode of West Bros. It was that one one lady talking about how how terrible something was, and she went off on some type of deranged rant. Oh, it was, um... I don't remember what it was. She was talking about something... Uh, oh... Baby, it's cold outside. She was writing about oh, baby, yeah, it's cold yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually it's Lost. actually about uh, sexism and and something. I don't yeah, know. that's it. Lost episode. Oh, about Jay, about Jay women because boyfriends would go ex- off to war and then they sleep together and then I don't even remember. Right, <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah. Um, reasons Valentine's Day is the worst: too expensive, too clicky. Uh, it's the worst color scheme. It's too crowded. It's one giant commercial. Um, it encourages super superfluity. Uh, it sets couples up for failure. It breeds unfair expectations. It's a waste of time. Uh, it's just these are literally the same articles for every other holiday. Uh, here's a good one: uh, single life, extra calories, wasting money, the stress of buying the perfect gift, and Galentine's Day. Galentine's Day. Who needs a boyfriend or girlfriend when you have your friends? Instead of incubating yourself in bed this Valentine's Day, try having a Galentine's Day or even a Palentine's Day a with family. all your best friends. Have Friendsgiving. Who needs a relationship? Have Galentine's Day. Who needs a social life? You've got a phone. Who needs to actually be a human being? Just upload yourself as a digital file. You'll never be imposed on by anyone again. You'll never have to be uncomfortable. You'll never have to actually engage with the world. Just Just commit suicide, I guess. I don't know. This is just dehumanized, horrible existence that these people lead. I, I don't know, man. Surprise! Fat phobia isn't isn't mentioned in any of these articles. McLean, would you like to hear about fifteen body positive Valentine's Day gift ideas? Um, let me think. Hell yes! First off, <laughs> okay. All right. Are you looking for that perfect gift for someone special this Valentine's Day? We've compiled a list of perfect gifts. You will find each item promotes body acceptance and treating ourselves kindly. Number one, Mm. a self-care sticker sheet. This sheet of hand-drawn original stickers is the perfect addition to a infantilization. Each each sticker records success in actions like taking meds, 
going outside, or eating a meal. We are at the point where we are so screwed up, we need to be treated like five-year-olds and given stickers for accomplishing basic human tasks. This is how messed up we are. It's sad, man. And, and, and people think, oh, well, if we're, if we're really messed up, then we need these little things to fix people. No, these little things <laughs> no, are keeping people it. messed up. The, treating it's people like five-year-olds is why. Not going to grow. This is, this is why they're messed up. You're keeping them in this infantilized whatever. Okay, sorry. Number two, in love with me massager plus curvy girl lingerie discount. Give your partner <laughs> the gift of pleasure this personal massager i thought that was one thing it's another thing what is wrong with you no jake, i'm not jake, giving anyone this as a gift what, what what kind of what kind of horrible friend are you what kind of depraved debauched friendship like, is this sounds like the same guy that's uh, writing articles sending articles to all his female co-workers about how they should date literally anyone got you a gift <laughs> yeah. uh a rose quartz confidence stone. Uh, it's a love stone that encourages sensitivity and kindness. Share this stone with someone you love to remind them of their value each time they touch it. Oh yeah, that. Here, I got it. you a rock. Touch it, and you'll love yourself. What? Number Thanks. four. This, the, this means a lot to me, Jake. <laughs> number four. The moon has acne scars. Pocket mirror. It's a pocket mirror that says the moon has acne scars and she's still beautiful. What? <laughs> it's a gift for someone who you want to remind of their beauty. Number five, body love box. Take up space. This bot, this take up a space box is about box. It's about taking up as much room as we need to exist in the world. Gift this to a loved one in your life who you have encouraged to take up more space. <laughs> I've been encouraging McLean to take up as much space, space as I, they need, as they need. <laughs> I encourage McLean to take up more space all the time. I'm sending them these pizzas in the mail. I'm ordering them boxes of Twinkies. It's a lot of encouragement. Oh, and I've been doing it. I'm taking up more space than ever before, baby. I'm huge. I'm, I'm huge. huge. I'm huge. Its goodies include a full DVD download of fat positive yoga instructor Crystal Thompson's Yoga Nidra for your moon cycle, a Me Little Me <laughs> documentary support sticker, a fat alien babe sticker for a water bottle, a beautiful ink pen with a moon charm. A fat alien babe. A space-themed zine and more. A zine, let's go, baby. 10% of the price supports the upcoming Me Little Me, a feature film about an African-American woman who's fiercely pursuing a promotion while attending an, ins an intensive treatment program for eating disorders. Number six. A fine art print of a Kiliwabia rainbow. In this fine art photography, a double rainbow lights the sky after a brief rain shower. Gift this to a person to remind you of the beauty of life. Number seven, self-care journal. Yes, thank God. An illustrated book jam-packed with self-care related journal prompts. I'm not an adult, so I need to be told to go outside or take my medications like I am five years old. That's how badly my parents have failed me. I am raised by the internet, and I need someone to tell me how to do things. Number eight, in this I body... I am infantilized to the next level. 
In this body, drink coasters. Oh, it's a set of drink coasters emblazoned with a quote from Reagan Chastain. The, the yes. fraudulent, yes. The fraudulent activist who, who claims that she's like running Complete marathons. Complete scam artist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says, I am not, I, uh, I am a fat person, not a thin person covered in fat, and I am worthy right now in this mm. body. That, mm, that man, that, that really, <laughs> that says it's something a, right there, man. It's a sturdy, she, reusable drink coaster, uh, a collaboration between three fat folks, couple artists, and athlete and activist Reagan Chastain. I think... Athlete. What exactly are we, are we classifying as athlete? I... Uh, a fat girl's card. It's a, it's a card that says fat girls can do whatever they want. Now this is false because they they can't lose weight. That's apparently something they, they can't, can't do. Fit into uh, small or medium clothing. <laughs> that was I w- that was made pretty clear. Um, they can't ride airplanes comfortably. They can't can't fit through some doorways. Uh, my knowledge of the Infinifat movement has <laughs> how do we. We started off with football. We went to Infinifats. Then we had a gup date, and now it's Valentine's Day, and we've we've come back around. Well, fine. We took the the Infinifat hey, belt line that looped I know. around. I know you're gonna want this book here at number ten, entitled "Making It Hot: The Plus Size Guide to Mind Blowing Sex." Wait a minute, black fat people like sex? <laughs> I know. No. I know. No. 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 Calm down. Calm down. I know. This fun series shares the secrets of having a satisfying sex life. It's all about having hot sex. People and bodies are different, so being open and honest with your blah 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 blah. Apparently, you gotta have special methods to do doing this as a fat person. I don't, I don't really want to know about the logistics and the planning. I, mean, I assume it's a lot like when you go into a restaurant and you gotta do the the Mission Impossible like case the. Case yeah, yeah. You gotta do a lot of preliminary research before you <laughs> engage in these actions as a fat person. It Another makes perfect sense print. to me, Jake. I don't know what your hang-up is. Another art print, Fat Girl Magic Print. Uh, this 5 ah. by 7 inch print features a brown-skinned, lavender-horned unicorn babe uh. dressed in a tank top <laughs> High-waisted you, pants and a feather boa. The words could you, fat magic surround her and her I'm, horn <laughs> sparkles cheerfully. I'm having some difficulty conceptualizing the words you just spoke to me. McLean, the it's words fat magic are surrounding a cheerfully sparkling horn. What is there not to get? Uh, uh, Share with the magical person in your life. Number seven, another book entitled Big, Big Love, Relationship Guide for People of Size and Those Who Love Them. Big, big love, and it's a big, big love where we can play football. Big, big table with lots and lots of food. (laughs) It's the only one-stop shopping handbook on relationships, sexuality, and confidence for people of all genders, sizes, and sexual orientations. Hooray. Uh, another book about fats. What is wrong with you people? Guys, we're not obsessed with sex. Here's 18 <laughs> books you should buy about having sex as a fat person. 101 Body Positive Positions to Empower Your Sex. What website am I on? Getting disturbed. This was written by Shelby Osborne, who has written a moon cycle guide. The heck a is a moon, moon cycle, cycle guide? guide? 
Very important. What on earth is a moon cycle? Oh. Um. Apparently it's a manifesting thing. Thank I created this God. guide to explain the manifesting and magical potential of working with the moon phases. Uh, the science. The moon makes an orbit around Earth every 28 days. Blah, 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 blah. The appearance of the moon growing and shrinking sometimes is in front of the Earth. Blah, blah, blah. In astrology, the moon rules emotions. It's associated with witches, magic, women, and cycles. Ah, okay. So working through a goal issue uh, relies on multiple cycles. Don't be discouraged that you didn't let go of all your limiting beliefs and manifested that $5,000 by following the moon cycle for a month. These techniques are a process. They can help facilitate growth and change towards goals. So if this manifesting thing turned out to be a complete crock, it's just, it's a process, McLean. You gotta, you gotta work with it. Just like so with the wait. fat phobia, if you have those thoughts sinking in, like, oh, maybe I'm unhealthy or I'm not actually comfortable in my body, you just gotta keep telling yourself that everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, the new moon has a quiet, instinctual energy. So uh, you gotta, it's time for creative thinking, brainstorming, creation, you gotta take time to be alone. Uh, Crescent Moon might hit some snags, but it's the best time to initiate action on your manifestation. Avoid getting knocked down by early setbacks. First Quarter Moon, you push yourself to focus on your intention. It calls for assertiveness. Uh, a Waxing Gibbous Moon, you gotta persist. There's tension during this time if your goals aren't fully realized yet. Uh, a Full Moon, the moon is now at full manifesting power. Use this time for charging crystals, tarot decks, and magical objects. Magical workings are amplified during the full moon. They tend to get everyone a little emotional. The first signs of manifestation may occur during the full moon. If you don't see any signs, don't worry, more can come later. Uh, disseminating moon, uh, it's a period to focus on refinement, blah blah blah, third quarter moon. Uh, if you're tired, you gotta find self-care and rest. A balsamic moon, banish energetically a metaphysical decluttering, clean your space. Dark moon is time to reset, simplifying the cycle, blah blah blah. So yeah, uh, uh, oh, more details about moons. Blue moon mm. and the moon. I, I can't get enough. I can't get enough of the moons, Jake. Yep. My 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 bank was coming after me because they said I had a bunch of overdraft fees in my bank account. I tried explaining to them, new moon's not for another two weeks, guys. Just just hold on. You're gonna have to give me some time. <laughs> no, hold on. Uh, here's an article from Oprah about using the moon's eight phases to live your best life. Thank thank goodness we have an expert on the topic. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Do we need Do we need to go into this now, or should we Should we Should we cut Westbrook's here? Because <laughs> I think we might need to save this. Each topic this. Le- leads right into another topic. It's It's like everything it's, on Westbrook's is connected, man. It's a quilt. It's a quilt. Everything's so streamlined. Our slash Westbrook seems like a good today, place Jake. for. Uh, for stuff, new moon manifesting. I've been collecting sea glass to store in tiny bottles because it holds powerful elemental magic over an R slash baby witch. Huh. Ah. It's not too late to do a new moon ritual for manifestation. Manifesting lunar eclipse, manifestation during full moon, help. I want to manifest during the full moon. Uh, I'm using a method where I, I write down my manifestations under a glass of water set in the moonlight. I was wondering, if I write down my manifestations as if I already have them, uh, or if I should phase them, thanks in advance. Uh, they're best written if you have them. They talk to your subconscious. Mm. Uh, are you in the place of lack? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Manifesting is instant, sort of technically. You gotta 
Manifesting is easy. Manifest meeting a person again. Manifesting before my exam. I manifested Manifest meeting a person again. I don't know what I'm attracting. Don't give up. I'm calling to make a big... I'm calling to make a big manifestation to prevent the pressure between Russia and Ukraine. That's how we're going to stop World War III, McClendon. They all got to get together and manifest <laughs> world heroes. peace. I mean, that's a good note to end on, guys. Hey, everyone out there, get together, manifest some world peace, okay? All right? Work on that. They did it. We'll, we'll, we'll catch you when you when you finish that task. So, so long. I'm going to manifest an episode of Westbrook. Well, here it is. <gasps> it works. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. I love you so badly. I could... But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered how bad a team can be. Join Francis and the Pats in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, worst in the AFC. You'll get kind of tired of fumbling and bad tackling. Down to down, both sides of the ball. We're pretty sure it's basically a bye this week. Don't know why they feel the team at all. It's the bottom of the AFC in Cincinnati.